we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency health alert and current event and Bible study for April 27, 2020. Next report, Bill Gates and Intellectual Ventures fund microchip vaccine implant technology. And again, a little bit redundant, but again, a little bit more specificity on what we're talking about here. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has donated more than 21 million towards developing a vaccine technology that uses a tattoo-like mechanism which injects invisible nanoparticles under the skin that is now being tested in a vaccine against the virus that causes COVID-19. Like we need any of this garbage. I've given you the protocol. Other people are using just vitamin c zinc these types of things the only reason hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine or quinine even works is because it transports zinc into the cells i don't even think you need that unless maybe unless you're on death's doorstep and, and you didn't have anything access to anything but hydroxychloroquine and zinc okay i get it but then you look at the unbelievably bad side effects of hydroxychloroquine which can be suicide is one of the main things it can cause so there's got to be a, a gigantic demonic component to those drugs. I'm sorry. Quinine is probably the safest of the three. Uh, but, you know, chloroquine is probably the, the most, with the most overt. And then hydro hydroxychloroquine, I would say for my research, is about second on the list. But with, with drugs, again, what is the root word for sorcery? Pharmakia. So you just don't know what kind of demonic component a drug might have. The microneedle technology is also being wed to injectable technology funded by Bill and Melinda Gates, which embeds under the skin a vaccination record visible by near-infrared light that can be read by smartphone technology. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is, this is why I've said stay away from smartphones and all this other garbage for years, because I see where this is all going. Um, they, they aim to enable them in, okay, let me read this again. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is funding the technologies which aims to enable them in a house-to-house -house vaccine campaign undertaken by people with minimal training. They'll just have to have their training in firearms, you know, or I guess they'll probably just take a SWAT team with you when they kick your door in and, and you know, so you, they can go house-to-house. -house. Isn't that wonderful? And here's pictures of, of these, of what we're describing here in the PDF. The researchers from the University of Pittsburgh reported in their study published on April 1st of this year of Ebo Medicine, a Lancet journal, that their microneedle patch vaccine against the SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes the COVID-19 prompted robust antibody production in mice within two weeks. And again, you can, you can accomplish much better things just with the nutritional approach, just with, you know, the zinc the the iodine the d3 the calcium the selenium you know vitamin c and the silver you're going to get much better results if you do some combination of that and just keep your body healthy but no 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 remember health always comes from the outside in satan is the only one that can give us health through his wicked evil vaccine that's what they're trying to constantly brainwash people into thinking I'm more for supporting our God-given immune system that God gave us than, than going to Satan and asking him for a remedy because that's what these vaccines are. They're a remedy from Satan to get your soul damned and your DNA defiled. That's what they are. These patches resemble a spiky piece of Velcro with hundreds of tiny microneedles made of sugar. 
The needles prick just into the skin and quickly dissolve, releasing the vaccine into tiny abrasions and inducing an, an, a potent immune cell response. Yeah, a, 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 a autoimmune response, which will cause your body to attack itself. Despite the, the minute amount of vaccine material, far more potent than an intermuscular injection. Now, the re, a big reason this would appeal to a lot of people too is I'm sure it wouldn't. It might not even hurt at all. I don't know. I don't know. May, may, they could even have who knows some type of anesthetizing agent on the patch itself and not only that then it's something visible then it's something they can scan then it's something that they can put a microchip in uh, probably or 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 nano microchips going further the quantum tattoo and the in the digital scannable vaccine care of bill gates our country is in an economic tailspin and it's time to share some insights with the happenings of the day. There's a huge push for identity certificates that prove you're immune to COVID-19 virus to be able to return to work. Dr. Fauci states that the coronavirus immunity cards are being discussed by the White House. Oh, I bet. And Trump's doing not a thing to, to um, resist it. Testing, more testing on everyone. So will we accept antibody testing for immunity to receive freedom passports to go back to work, play, go to school, or go to, go to grocery store, etc.? Because that's where all this is heading. Are we so brainwashed that the United States will have a herd mentality for this supposed herd immunity? Antibody-based freedom immunity certificates, a reminder that Bill Gates had a pandemic exercise on um, 2019 called Event 201 that has now become an echo chamber. So what is the new normal of not spreading the disease to other people? Well, Bill Gates is pushing vaccinations and also contact tracing, a process in which those within close contact with an infected person are closely monitored so that that can be done. And the only way to do that is, is to have like phone records and things like, that. Oh, oh, look, he got within six feet of the guy. It looked like he got within six feet of the guy at 331 on, on April 20th, 2020, we got to go hunt this guy down because he might be infected and his family might be infected. I mean, this is absolute, total Hitlerian insanity. And this is all being done in order to supposedly maintain necessary quarantines. So will the flu vaccine have a tracking and scannable tattoo and a code called a quantum tattoo? Will immunization serve as a platform for digital identity? Will you be, will you be, uh, will there be forced vaccinations or will you be forced to shelter at home if you refuse? And this part is Bill and Melinda Gates proposed the quantum dot digital tattoo implant to track COVID-19 vaccine. By selectively loading microparticles into microneedles, the patches deliver a pattern in the skin that is invisible to the naked eye, but can be scanned with a smartphone that has an infrared filter removed. The patch can then be customized to imprint different patterns that correspond to the type of vaccine delivered. Because remember, Bill Gates said, well, we've got lots of vaccines coming that can cure anything. Yeah, each time your, your, your DNA becomes more and more defiled. Tests using human cadaver skin show the quantum dot patterns could be detected by smartphone cameras after five years of simulated sun exposure. Well, isn't that wonderful news? And here's more pictures of what these things look like. And then current headlines read, UK plans coronavirus immunity passports. So they're already planning this stuff. The UK already plans coronavirus immunity passports. Germany proposes immunity passports that could speed up return to work. And then Tennessee, the first to propose an immunity certificate. So they're already, this is already in the works here. Talk of these special passports surfaced in American politics last week when the House Democrat Caucus Chairman Mike Stewart called on Tennessee Governor 
Bill Lee to implement an immunity certificate for first responders and healthcare professionals. So it'll always be to some special demographic at the beginning to see what kind of pushback they'll get. Oh, well, they're, they're healthcare responders and, and first responders. So we want to make sure they're not going to affect anybody else and that they're protected from anyone they may be exposed to. That's the, that's the line excuse they're going to use. Uh, and then there on April 8th, the Hills Morning Report presented by Facebook said, Americans with COVID-19 immunity may lead the U.S. back to work. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? On Tuesday, Cuomo put an all-out call to companies that can manufacture tens of millions of reliable antibody tests for his region, noting that he's coordinating with the governors of New Jersey and Connecticut to plan for their eventual return of millions of workers to the Big Apple as long as they're, you know, most likely vaccinated. Pittsburgh, PA has developed a COVID-19 vaccine and it's digital, digital trackable, and it is a digital trackable vaccine. That's what we just talked about. Biometric immunity markers will be allowed to be allowed to work. Who would have thought it? Will Americans say no? And then it says, hashtag America will push back. Well, again, that's a big reason I'm doing this. these studies is so we can pray against this and to push back against this and to educate others about it. Now, what they're doing up on social media is they're just banning any kind of, you, you put anything out against any of this stuff. And they're just trying to absolutely shut down the alternative narrative so that you can't even possibly put out any truth. That's where this is all heading, unfortunately. Because as I've said for years, the vaccine is the main, that's Satan's main baby. Because that's all going to be eventually commingled with the mark of the beast. And we're already, all this first part, this part that I've done and the last part, hopefully you're seeing how it's all going to be commingled and tied together. All under the guise of healthcare. And, and um, you know, the new normal and, and protecting others and things of that nature. Okay, so then the next report is Bill Gates backs... I mean, this guy's got his slimy tentacles into everything, it seems like. I'm sorry, this woman, I'm sorry, and his husband. So I, I, I should call them Belinda and Mel Gates, I think is, is a better term for them. Belinda and Mel Gates instead of Bill and Melinda. Because it's obviously it's some kind of trans weird couple. Again, go up to YouTube and doing trans investigation, Bill Gates. I mean, it's pretty compelling. Uh, anyway, Microsoft's Bill Gates, or Belinda Gates, is backing a startup that will provide live and unfiltered high-definition definition footage of every square inch of the Earth. The startup, which is called Earth Now, plans to launch 500 satellites to cover Earth's atmosphere in Big Brother real-time video surveillance. As well as Gates, SoftBank CEO, Masani's son, and aerospace giant Airbus are also backing the project. And again, this is something that you can add to the prayer list. I believe it is on the prayer list about all of these 5G satellites being launched and these surveillance satellites being launched that, you know, God would absolutely cause every single one of them to malfunction and they would not function and, you know, Satan's whole grid would be a useless relic up in the sky because God can do it. It plans to use an army of orbiting satellites, which will weigh around 500 pounds each, that will have their cameras trained on Earth 24 hours a day. Because, see, Bill Gates cares so much. It will be an onboard analysis of the imagery through what, though to what extent isn't clear. Well, I'm sure it'll be just wonderful. And then we have this. The association between COVID-19 cases, deaths, and the 5G in the United States. So this is, this is 
a lot of confirmation about what I've been saying since January. How 5G isn't the isn't the what's causing COVID-19, but it is a um, it is a factor that makes it far worse when you combine the two together. And then you have the other factors that I've also previously mentioned. People are questioning whether there's a relationship between the rollout of 5G and the number and severity of COVID-19 cases in various countries. Claims have been made that the highest number of deaths attributed to COVID-19 are in those places that deployed 5G during the past two years. So I decided to look into this matter, but found it difficult to get an accurate and consistent data about 5G globally. So I decided to narrow my range to the United States. I eventually, and this is all linked, this report's all linked. I eventually found which U.S. cities had 5G coverage as of April 21st, 2020. And I compared those locations to COVID-19 statistics for April 22nd, 2020. Seems very, very fair what he's saying here. In the U.S., there were four major telecom providers, Sprint, T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T, until Sprint and T-Mobile merged. They use different frequencies, and currently coverage is patchy at best. Okay, and my comment is, unlike Wuhan, China, which was the first 5G total testbed city on Earth where the COVID-19 was by far its worst, 20,000 base stations deployed in Wuhan, total saturation of Wuhan, and that's where we, we by far had the worst outbreak of the coronavirus, and that's where the outbreak started, all by design on purpose. And a lot of that was to give us the most horrific look at this from the very beginning thinking that this is going to happen to the rest of the planet the same way it's going to happen to wuhan but that the thing is is there's no other place in the planet that has 20,000 5g base stations installed and sat in 5g saturation like wuhan china and that's why they chose that as their spot to release it not only that the whole the whole population had been um vaccinated that previous summer with that rna uh dna defiling vaccine that set them up for the covid 19 infection which then the the 5g made way worse and then you have the chemtrails then you have the fact that they're all crammed in there like sardines then you have the the fact that the orientals have a much higher ace 2 gene and the males have more higher even higher uh ace 2 which is a um which is a um a mitigating factor for covid 19 you see most of the the people that die are are um men okay and the older you get, the worse. And the more health complications you had, prior to that, the worse. You combine that with all those factors I just said, well, yeah, then you're going to have an absolute kill kill zone. 5G consists of three frequency bands that be, can be labeled sub 1 gigahertz and sub 6 gigahertz. And then a much higher frequency called MM waves. The Federal Communication commission or fcc has yet to auction the mm wave part of the electromagnetic spectrum and so the highest frequencies to which people are exposed to currently are sub 6g note 5g and 5 gigahertz are not the same 5 gigahertz refers to specific frequencies which are 5 billion cycles per second 5g refers to a specific technology that relies on multiple frequencies currently there are 58 cities in 32 states that have some form of 5g now remember, this is of like April 20th, okay? It was like six days ago. Um, so there's f- currently there are 58 cities and 32 states that have some form of 5G. Some states have only one provider, while others have as many as four. If we consider Sprint and T-Mobile separately for the time being. The number of cities with 5G within each state also varies, with California having the most cities, nine with 5G. 
I compared the average number of cases, cases, deaths, and tests for COVID-19 per 1 million population in states with and without 5G, and this is what I found. See table one, and I give you table one here. The data, the data is standardized for population, which enables us to compare states with smaller and larger populations. Thankfully, the average mean number of COVID-19 tests per 1 million is similar for the state populations that have 5G and for those that do not have 5G. In other words, it's, it's easy for us to compare the, the two um, areas that have 5G and don't have 5G because there's been similar tests conducted in those areas, okay? States without it, states with it. COVID-19 cases per million are 95% higher in states with 5G, okay? COVID-19 deaths per million are 126% higher in states or areas basically with 5G. So there you go. How could that be, how could that be um, random and just accidental? And here's the full chart if you want to read it. I, I post it in the PDF for this date, um, April 27, 2020. There's, there, there it is right there. There it is right there. So again, 5G is not the total cause, as I've been saying, but it is a mitigating, worsening factor for it, big time. And then there's also a lot of other factors <laughs> that we've talked about. But to say it's a hoax and there's no there's no validity to any of it, come on. You know. So how could exposure to 5G frequencies in the sub-6 gigahertz frequency band affect the number of cases and number of deaths attributed to the virus? Well, we, we've went over that, but I'll let him talk. The current radio frequency guidelines in the U.S. do not protect public health. They are based on a heating effect for short-term exposure. If you live 400 meters of a cell phone base station, you have a greater risk of developing cancer and a greater risk of neurohormonal dysregulation. And this is based on similar frequencies currently emitted by 5G antennas. Numerous scientific studies document impaired immune function. Impaired immune function? Yeah, well, you think that might contribute to if you're going to live or die from COVID-19, especially if you're in one of the risk factor areas? What if you've got a 5G base station installed every 50 feet where you live, like, or wherever, however the, the distribution is in Wuhan? Well, then you're really in trouble, okay? So numerous scientific studies document impaired immune function of 5G, the 5G causes, which could make individuals more susceptible to viral and bacterial infections. COVID-19 had a great impact on the elderly as they often have suboptimal immune function. Uh, sage and cursed... From March 27, 2020, a medical study provided a list of more than 20 studies documenting a disrupted immune function from exposure to low-intensity, non-ionizing radiation, you know, like 5G. This disruption occurs at levels well below the FCC guidelines. So only God knows what 5G is doing. Doesn't take a lot, in other words. Scientists have, have been signing petitions and appeals to place a moratorium on the de deployment of 5G and to establish safer RFR guidelines that truly protect public health. Now, there's links to this moratorium and all of this, okay, where, um, you know, you can go to and, and get proactive. 
but no one is listening people in positions of power think they can just ignore the science and the scientists and eventually we will just go away unfortunately it doesn't work like that you can't break a natural law you just end up paying the price for your actions well they don't care because they love death and hell and they're the father of the devil so you know in this case what this means is increased chronic illness among young and old alike and a greater susceptibility to, to biological vectors from bacteria to viruses to molds and parasites the body has a harder time healing when it is consistently bombarded by radio frequency radiation also with 5g numerous small cell antennas will be placed on lamp poles and traffic lights and power lines near people's homes and hence they are likely to be exposed to even more radiation we've talked about that in the uh, in the past this is one reason why honest scientists are so concerned okay so we have that then we have this listener sent me this 5g map superimposed over a covid 19 cat case map area now this is this is a screenshot of guayaquil ecuador now we've talked a lot about ecuador in previous teachings how a lot of people were dropping dead there mike adams had a gigantic report on that the other day there were dead bodies washing up on shore and the the they had dead bodies stacked up at the at the cemeteries um in body bags that weren't even in the ground they didn't they were trying scrambling trying to bury them all their dead bodies in the streets well guess what it's it's essentially a a four to a 4g plus to a 5g test bed center going live and that's where that's happening um here is a um two minute video i just recorded with a 5g map superimposed over coronavirus case map which is very similar to what we just talked about a second ago using the transparency feature you can see how 5g and 4g plus seem to correlate with the highest case counts of the coronavirus covid 19 and how in areas of the country where there's little coverage there are very few case counts yeah there's it's not like there's none but there's a lot less okay of course that could also have to do with the population density but very interesting data nonetheless especially with the other data and studies that have linked 5g to all these ill health effects and then there's another report here that I posted that another listener sent me entitled 5G in Ecuador rollout in Quito and Guayaquil in 2019. It gives you the history. Okay, so um, going further, FCC chairman commits to enhancing Wi-Fi and 5G during pandemic despite warnings from experts. So see, they're just doubling down. They're doubling down. They're installing it in schools while the kiddies aren't there and they're doubling down on putting this and see i think they were hoping to get a much much higher kill rate with the covid 19 virus um but they didn't have enough 5g saturation and i believe there was enough prayer going up about it that they're not getting near the kill rate they would like to see so what they're doing is they're fudging the numbers and they're counting anything with pneumonia like symptoms as 5g deaths anybody that dies from that they're counting like heart attacks and stuff like that is you know the the coronavirus deaths in order to artificially inflate and pump up the numbers so that they can create more panic the federal commission uh fcc will use any excuse to promote promote force and speed up 5g deployment and they give you five six links here to prove that in, in the report and it's in the pdf for the state Despite warnings from a growing list of highly respected sources regarding more than severe biological and environmental health risks of 5G. This is from the Ohio Star. It says the Federal Communications Commission, a JITPI, 
announced Wednesday a plan to dramatically increase the United States wireless internet speeds to help pave the road to a kind of technology Americans rely on to better cope with another coronavirus outbreak. So under the guise of fighting COVID-19, they've got to double down and, and just go crazy on giving you more 5G. They're doing the same thing in Wuhan. I reported on that. Pi, this Ajit Pi, proposed a plan to make 1,200 megahertz of spectrum available for unlicensed use across the country as Americans become more reliant on remote connectivity because everybody's separated to slow the spread of COVID-19. When the reality is, is by doing this, he's just going to increase the spread of this and every other thing because remember, these frequencies dramatically lower your immunity. It's not just going to be to COVID-19. But remember, anybody dropping dead of because their immunity's um, gone, you know, horribly wrong because they're around 5G, well, they're just going to all count that toward COVID-19, regardless of if it was from influenza or a bacterial infection or some other thing that's totally unrelated. They're just going to count it in those stats. They, they came out and said they are. I've given you all the reports. Uh, let's go further here. Such a move could allow the, the so-called Internet of Things to, to, pick, to pick up speed connecting all devices to the wireless Internet. So again, there, let no good crisis go to waste. Satan is trying to milk this for all it's worth in every way, shape, and form and, it, and to strip us of our rights uh, to the maximum. This is uh, next report. Since the beginning of the quarantine, we have been receiving an overwhelming number of reports from concerned citizens and parents who have been witnessing the aggressive expansion of cellular antenna installations in communities across the country. The vast majority of this activity is occurring without the knowledge or consent of our citizens, and it is without local government oversight, application approval, public noticing, community participation, environmental review, and most importantly, transparency. They're doing it all under the cover of this pandemic and hoping nobody will notice and probably being paid off not to notice clearly the telecom companies are using covid 19 emergency as a cover to expand and cement their rapid and virtual unsupervised deployment of the harmful wireless uh, infrastructure and to advance their agenda which is satan's agenda essentially okay to stop this activity and as part of our promise to be proactive and solutions oriented with our efforts the children's health defense legal team came up with this legal solution following the homeland security and the fcc orders local authorities have emergency powers to place a moratorium meaning stopping on non-essential activity including uh, to pause all pending wireless zoning and right-of-way applications and to shut down new wireless construction to use our click to action system to easily send the letter below to you your municipality by filling out the following form then follow up with your mayor city council city manager to encourage them to adopt this emergency measure also encourage others to let you know to so that they can take similar action as well send this letter to your municipality i give you a link to the letter and again I, i'm trying to to be as proactive as i can with my listeners and give them as much resources as i'm aware of along the way so that we can fight back on a number of different fronts Prayer being the most important, but there's other ways to fight back as well. And then this came out recently. 
To add to the growing list of the coronavirus awful toll on its victims, a symptom that provides a strange fizzing and buzzing sensation throughout their body. Now, could this be related to 5G? As COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic continues to rage across the globe, one thing is rapidly becoming clear. Whatever this thing is, whatever its true origins, it's just not deadly, but it's perhaps the strangest illness we've ever seen and getting stranger by the day. Well, most likely because it's interfacing, the 5G is interfacing with COVID-19. They're biological weapons. These were created in labs. And there's a big, I believe, interface between the vaccines people have gotten, the COVID-19 and the 5G, and especially if you're in an area that's bathed in 5G. Fizzing and electric sensations, heart attacks, and a drowning sensation are only a few of the extremely unorthodox manifestations of COVID-19. So much so that it presents less like a virus and more like a radiation poisoning you would get from 5G or directed energy weapon. Yeah. Yeah. It's one big concerted satanic uh, effort. Tarina Burke, known as the founder of the hashtag MeToo movement, shared that her partner had the illness and had a burning feeling on his skin. And that was so severe that his skin felt like it was burning, even when he barely had a fever of 99 plus. We literally got, we literally used aloe gel for sunburn to soothe it, she wrote on Twitter. And the NP later told us she had heard others say that too. So it's doing things that, you know, sounds like 5G's involved, sounds like these, these, high-level frequencies are involved i mean if it's if it's enough where you install a, a light somewhere one of those led lights that is put it pumping out all this this radiation and the trees are dying or the leaves are dying that are around it i mean yes it's having some type of horrible emf effect on you uh let's see here let's go further study proves the coronavirus vaccine would never work might actually create more viruses bill gates andrew cuomo and, and others are calling for mass vaccinations against the Wuhan coronavirus, even though a vaccine for the novel virus doesn't even exist, as a condition for release from lockdown. But a 2015 study reveals that any vaccine for Wuhan coronavirus would actually create more viruses inside the people's bodies. Well, of course, that's what they want to do. That's why they give you drugs, because drugs create symptoms. They don't fix anything typically ever. They create more symptoms, and then you got to take more drugs to fix those symptoms. Even though they don't do anything like that, they just gum up your liver and create more symptoms. So it's the same thing here. Same reason they want to keep vaccinating you is because they know it creates more problems. And then you become a lifelong customer. And then it's defiling your DNA and, and doing only God knows what else. It's win-win for Satan. An honest perusal of the study will more than likely lead you to one conclusion, that there's never actually going to be a vaccine release for the Wuhan coronavirus. Well, I don't believe that, but one that's actually going to work. <laughs> you know, they're, they're probably going to release it but not one that's ever going to work it's going to you're going to be you know only only lord knows what it's going to do to you of course one could still be released that's claimed to be effective but any genuine look at it's at it by by regulators would surely reveal that it's bogus resulting in its rejection what this all means for the release of americans from lockdown and i know there was that that video the other day on the thing where those two guys were in the white house press room and they were prepping it and the one guy says oh it doesn't really matter we've, we've already been vaccinated anyway I, you know maybe they have i don't know you don't want it though let me tell you you don't want it even if they got some supposed vaccine for it i think i've hopefully given you enough reason not to get it with part one of the study um you don't want anything satan has to offer you period 
let's see here. Uh, what all this means for the release of Americans from lockdown remains to be seen, and certainly it doesn't look promising. But the more we can get the following information out to the general public, the better our chances are blowing the lid off this vaccine charade that's now quite literally keeping people as prisoners inside their own homes. If you read through this paper, which was actually published in a journal called Coronaviruses, coincidentally, you'll notice that one of the stated requirements for an effective coronavirus vaccine is that you have to make it live and attenuated. An attenuated live vaccine means it's partially killed. Not fully killed, but partially. So you're going to take a bioweapon and partially kill it, the COVID-19 virus, partially kill it, and then inject it back into you and hope that it gives you lifetime immunity. Oh, that what could go wrong there? As you may recall, they've already tried this with the so-called swine flu vaccine, which caused horrific side effects um, by any that received it. Seasonal flu vaccines are also generally live and attenuated, which explains why so many of the people who receive them, them end up getting sick from the flu. And then you think of what the uh, the, the teaching I just did on um, the V, <laughs> well, they were using the flu viruses to in, in deck, uh, inject their, their reptilian devil juice into you. Oh, man. It's all telegraphing their punches. Uh, whatever, whenever you're dealing with live viruses, weakened or otherwise, in other words, you're playing with fire, which is exactly what the coronavirus vaccine mafia is doing under the threat of indefinite containment of Americans under government-imposed house arrest. What you really need to know about live attenuated viruses is that they have the potential to recombine into human hosts, meaning they can create more novel viruses, meaning new viruses. Um, this is a serious problem because it means that a coronavirus vaccine could spread new coronaviruses, sparking more outbreaks and possible pandemics, which is exactly what they want. That's another agenda I haven't even really talked a lot about. That All this is going to do is set you up for further things. And you're going to be the vector for it spreading. And then what's going to happen is, like they've always done in the past, when you infect other people that aren't vaccinated, they're going to blame the unvaccinated. That's what they always do. They give a ton of measles vaccines. They go out and a whole bunch of people get measles or whatever, rubella or mumps or whatever because of the vaccinated population spread it because now they're vectors through viral shedding. Well, then they always blame the unvaccinated because that's what Satan does. He's a liar. Going further. Uh, let's see. Okay, I'm trying to pick up where I left off here. It's worth noting that developing a vaccine for coronavirus was already tried with the SARS variety. According to the study, multiple vaccines for SARS were in fact developed, but none of them were ever approved because of the serious risks involved. I mean, I think it killed more people than it helped, the SARS vaccine. SARS is, remember, SARS is closely related to COVID-19, except COVID-19 is, is a more of an advanced bioweapon with um, HIV inserts and all kind of horrible Frankenstein-like stuff, GMO stuff going on. These vaccines include recombinant attenuated viruses, live virus vectors, or individual viral proteins expressed from DNA plasmids. Mm, what could go wrong there? The study reads, noting that live attenuated vaccines would be the most efficacious in targeting coronaviruses. Oh, good. Well, yeah, you got to have the live attenuated, which means partially killed vaccines. So it's only thing that's going to work, guys. Sorry. 
yes, we've got to inject COVID, the, the biological weapon of COVID-19 into you in order to give you the cure so you don't get it. True. And yes, it's going to totally alter your DNA forever. And yes, who knows if you're going to be fully human anymore because it's going to combine with your DNA sequences and do only Lord knows what. But hey, it's worth the risk because Satan would never, ever steer you wrong. The problem, once again, is that recombination threatens to make an already bad situation even worse by rendering the vaccine useless and potentially increasing the evolution and diversity of the virus in the wild. In the wild means kind of like when you, when you inject it into somebody and then you don't know what it's going to do once that person walks out of the vaccine injection center. Such vaccines, because of the ingredients they contain, also enhance disease, the study reveals. Then we have this. In the UK, posting anti-vaccine propaganda on social media could become criminal, law commissioner says. And what the cancer um, industry does not want you to know about chemotherapy and radiation. I kind of threw that one in. Uh, posting anti-vaccine propaganda on social media could become a criminal offense now, even if those promoting it believe they are what they're posting, even though those that are posting it, if they believe it. Meaning, I don't know why you would post something if you didn't believe it. But they're saying, even if your intention, if you think your intention is good, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a criminal offense. I'm trying to... Uh, the UK's new criminal law commissioner has said this. In her first interview, since taking up the role, uh, brown shirt Nazi Penny Lewis revealed she is considering whether laws should be amended to lower the threshold of criminality for posting false information online that endangers lives you mean posting truth that's going to save lives but see one of them to call evil good and good evil you know and that's what she she really means but we've got to just have no access to truth and whatever satan says that's what's got to go you know it comes as the health secretary matt hancock said in september he was looking very seriously at making vaccinations compulsory for state school pupils after the UK lost its officials measles-free country status due to a steady fall in MMR immunization rates. Now, remember, this is propaganda, what I'm reading you. This is lies and propaganda. My comment is total lies. The MMR vaccine is what causes the measles outbreaks and measles has an infinitesimal death rate to boot if you just let it work its natural course. Now, the MMR can kill you and has killed a ton of people, and is one of the most wicked of all the vaccines there are. There's two, uh, I know there's at least two forms, and one of them is cultured off one a different uh, one aborted fetal cell line with human GMO proteins, and the other is cultured off two different aborted baby fetal cell lines. So I, I can't even imagine what kind of curse you're bringing on, on yourself. And I think that's why they, they really emphasize the MMR vaccines, measles, mumps, rubella, because they really know that's defiling you on a spiritual level that not all the other vaccines are doing because it's cultured off, you know, aborted babies. She cited anti-vaccine posts and people advocating cancer patients that treat themselves with things like apricot extract, or also known as laetrile. Or you could eat the apricot seeds. Just don't eat too many. It's an organic form of cyanide is what apricot seeds are. I've, I've eaten them. They're fine. It's also apple seeds. You can do apple seeds. But again, I don't ever tell anybody to go over like 10 apricot seeds a day if they're going to do that. Um, just because it's organic cyanide, you know. 
And I don't like to with cancer and I don't do, I don't have, I have a file I send people on the cancer and I'm like, listen, there's so much you can do. I don't know what the best thing is at this point. There's so many good things you can do for cancer. Take a balanced approach. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Take a balanced approach. Look at the information out there and go pray about it and, and you know, see where the Lord leads you. But um, anyway, the uh, advocating cancer patients that treat themselves with things like apricot extract, laetrile, instead of instead of chemotherapy, the chemotherapy poison, as areas where their lives could be endangered. Yes, if you don't get that poison that makes all your hair fall out and kills you way quicker, you might be endangering lives. Now, what the cancer industry doesn't want you to know about chemotherapy and radiation. Let's let's get into some facts here. Radiation-induced secondary cancers have exploded in the last two decades due to radiation treatment. Because whether it's chemo or radiation, they both kill you. 90% of chemotherapy patients die 10 to 15 years after treatment, and the cause is never attributed to the chemotherapy, though. Of course, never. Because how could poisoning somebody internally ever be bad? As long as the guys in the, in the white coats and the magic prescription pads are doing it, how could it ever be bad? More than 50% of all cancer patients suffer significant treatment-related toxicity. Chemotherapy does not eliminate breast, colon, or lung cancers, yet chemo drugs are still used on these cancers. Patients who undergo chemo are 14 times more likely to develop leukemia. Oh, what's, what's that kind of risk factor? Only, four, only 1,400% more? Because that's what 14 times is, 1,400%. 14 times more likely to develop leukemia and six times more likely to develop cancers of the bones, the joints, and soft tissues than those patients who do not undergo chemotherapy. But remember, I'm the bad guy for pointing this out, and as I've been for 20 years. Chemotherapy drugs damage the DNA. Chemotherapy actually boosts cancer growth. 68%, uh, a 68% increase in chemo drugs since 2003, and we've had all this explosion of cancer, 75% increase in cancer projected by 2030. Why? Because they're trying to kill us all off. And they're doing chemo and radiation and using the oncology profession in order to do, and that's a big nice slice of the satanic pie on how they're killing people off. And getting all your money too. And, and creating maximum suffering and torture. Because Satan loves, the, the, loves that. There's demons that literally feed off the, the suffering and the torture that chemo and radiation and the oncology profession causes. That's another big reason that they're doing it. They feed off it like cotton candy. And Joel Osteen preached that exact same sermon today and so did Benny Hinn and Creflo Give Me a Dollar and Kenneth Copeland. No, they're, I'm sure they're all totally in bed with the um, medical pharma cartel system. And, and, and at the prescribed time, they'll be telling all of their little followers to go, you know, roll up their, their sleeve and, and get their quantum dot tattoo or whatever they're going to roll out. The 501c3 church is absolutely 100% complicit in everything that I'm reporting on today. They should be the ones reporting on this. I shouldn't have to even be doing this. If this was going on, if, if the shepherds were being true shepherds that actually love their sheep, then they would be warning them about all this wickedness coming and that's here 
so that we could fight back, pray against it, fast against it, but no, 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 no. None of that's probably going on. Or if it is, it's going on at an infinitesimal level because they're totally yoked up with the government that gave them the right to exist as a 501c3 entity and institution. And that's why I'll never, ever get on that train. I'm done. I've, I've been on it for a while. Time's passed. Prior to 2005, never again. And I don't mean I had my own 501c3. I mean I was in churches that had that designation. YouTube CEO says, the YouTube CEO says, anything that goes against the World Health Organization is now a violation of YouTube policies. This is where we're, this is where we're moving. Here's a screenshot of this interview that I'm talking about here. YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki says that any videos that go against the almighty wisdom of the World Health Organization, and basically, which is the United Nations, which is essentially Satan's coming new world order, okay, violate the YouTube's policies and are subject to deletion. And again, that's why I never targeted YouTube because I knew this day was coming. In her first interview since the U.S. coronavirus lockdown began, Susan discussed how the platform has responded to the pandemic by removing thousands of videos and redirecting over 10 billion views to corporate media outlets. Every video now on, on YouTube, if you click on it, has a COVID-19 thing there, and they're going to they're gonna get you to the promised land. Don't worry, to that satanic promised land with their little link there and get you the truth. Susan explained how censorship is the core focus of YouTube. Of course it is. Yeah, because you're a Nazi and all of your maggot ilk are also Nazi. And Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. The mass mainstream media, Hollywood, you're all birds of a feather flock together. You're all that wonderful reptilian, Luciferian elite, you know, and you've got to impose your will on the sheeple people. And I don't mean my listeners, but I mean people at large that, that are not educated, unfortunately. And that's why this ministry exists, is to educate. And she's, um, so she says how censorship is a core focus of YouTube, describing how the platform removes content it deems misinformation. So when you have Satan as your gatekeeper, they're not going to want you to put out any truth especially if it contradicts the World Health Organization or the United Nations. Of course not. And then she goes on to say, we also talk about removing information that is problematic. We've had to update our policy numerous times associated with COVID-19. Well, I bet you have. So of course, anything that is medically under, um, unsubstantiated, according to Satan. So people saying like, take vitamin C, take turmeric. Those are or will cure you, those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy. Because remember, the only cure is, is the vaccine that, is that hasn't been developed. According to Luciferian Satanist Bill, Bill Gates and the, and the World Health Organization. That's our only hope. Some, on some related reports, Mark Zuckerberg said the lockdown protests are misinformation and Facebook will ban organizers. So anybody that wants to protest against the lockdowns, well, according to uh, Facebook, we're going to ban any organizers. We're going to shut you down. 
We're not going to give you a voice. We're going to kick you off of Facebook. Joy Behar calls anti-protest, anti-lockdown protesters terrorists. So that witch, and again, it's like Satan giving me a morality lesson. I just, I love that. And then Fauci, the, the little mouthpiece of the medical pharma cartel, Satanist, condemns the InfoWars protests. Owen Shore announces another. Good for him. I hope they keep doing it. Then we have this, Michigan hospital raided for alternative treatments of coronavirus. Because see, they got to make an example of anybody that's actually curing coronavirus with any kind of even remotely natural means. And I don't really view IV GMO ascorbic acid as a great way to go. It's obviously not, not, um, uh, not practical to treat the masses this way when you can go and get natural vitamin C and zinc and selenium and d3 and iodine and calcium and those types of things and do them to keep you from ever getting it naturally just by keeping your own immune system strong it's a far better approach than getting to the point where you contract it and then you got to go in for iv chelation or iv vitamin c but i'm not i'm not saying i'm against it either to save a life no it's way better but no 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 you can't have that no no you got to go absolutely 100 the medical route we can't have anything natural no way the fbi is conducting a raid at allure medical in shelby town township michigan police confirm to seven action news that they are assisting the feds with the raid i hope they go in there and, and just gut shoot everybody and film it and let them bleed out live so it's an example to the rest of us to bet that we all better get in line or you're next why don't they just take the gloves off come on let her rip tater chip obviously i don't want them to kill people but i'm just saying i mean you know where does this all end up where does it all end up i mean if they're gonna start there where's it gonna where's it gonna end Allure has recently promoted that it is treating COVID-19 patients who aren't hospitalized using intravenous vitamin C therapy with great results. Well, I, I already said from very early on, I think all the way back in January, they were doing that in China with IV, but then they quickly squashed that. I gave you all the links to that stuff. They were doing it elsewhere too. Elsewhere, they've they've done it with hydro chloroquine or chloroquine and quinine because they're different drugs and zinc i don't think that's really the way to go personally I'd, i would only use it as a last resort for the reasons i've given you in the past but there are other things that are semi-alternative because hydroxychloroquine is a drug and it has horrible side effects but it's better than you know some covid19 vaccine uh providing you don't commit suicide after you take it because that's one of the main side effects of hydroxychloroquine but you know or chloroquine really anyway uh in a press release sent out to the news stations last week allure this is this allure um medical it's called allure medical said that dr charles mock the founder of allure medical is providing high dose intravenous vitamin c therapy to all essential workers in michigan saying that it is being used in hospitals across the country uh, the company has several locations in Metro Detroit and around the country. But see, you can't have that. No, 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 no. You got to shut all that down. You got to go. You got to do it Satan's way or no way at all. Satan knows what's best for us, right? Come on.
Next report. Putting America in the rearview mirror when the cure is worse than the disease. No reasonable person is saying the virus is a hoax. However, as it has been pointed out, the numbers are greatly exaggerated in ways that have been identified in previous articles from Dave Hodges. The most notably fake science comes from the fact that the flu-like symptoms are being added to the CV-19 numbers in order to exacerbate, in order to pump up the numbers and to pro prolong this threat for as long as possible. It is accurate to state that America has embarked on a three-step approach that will doom America and end its future. It is time to metaphorically start to, to start shooting silver bullets. For anyone who has eyes to see, it's crystal clear that the main purpose behind the lockdown is to achieve destruction of the American economy. A collapsed economy achieves the globalist goal of bringing America back, uh, back to the pack. It took 2.5 years for the collapse of the American economy during the Great Depression to reach record unemployment levels. America has surpassed the economic lows of the Great Depression in less than 60 days. In December of 2019, there were approximately 110 million workers. Nearly 27 million people have now applied for unemployment benefits. I know that the government is claiming that the unemployment rate is 14, but that number is flawed. The number is based on the fact that 157 million Americans are working, and this number represents all the people who are employed even those who might only be working one hour per week. Subsequently, to get an accurate picture of the true unemployment rate, one must only look at full-time employees. The unemployment rate for them is 25%, and that number will double by June if nothing changes. Nothing is being shipped. Trade is dead. Manufacturing is, a, is at a standstill. If Fauci has his way, America will be shut down for at least 18 months or until ba Bill Gates decides to unveil his hastily prepared vaccine with unknown devil ingredients. I'm going to go ahead and play this video here. Okay, so this is from Dell Big Tree. This just broke, oh, a couple days ago. And um, he's interviewing Senator Scott Jensen, who's also an MD, family physician. Uh, Del Big Trip played many of his videos, and this is entitled Doctors and Politicians America Wake Up. The cat's out of the bag. Universities across the country are getting to the truth. And we now have a sitting senator inside of the Senate, Rand Paul, making a very, very appropriate statement because he recognizes that the cat is out of the bag, too. Here's what he had to say. The senator from Kentucky. No amount of money, not all... This is Rand Paul speaking before the United States Senate on April 21st, 2020, which was, uh, it's going to be about six days um, afterward that I'll post this. Money in China will save us from ourselves. Our only hope of rescuing this great country is to reopen the economy. If you print up billions of dollars and give it to people, they are unlikely to spend it until you end the quarantine. The good news, though, is that the scientific community finally has facts instead of conjecture. The models that use 3.4% mortality were fortunately very wrong. Random samples now of thousands of people have now been tested for antibodies or immunity to coronavirus. Two large randomized studies in California show similar results. The number of people who have already developed antibodies to the coronavirus is 25 to 50 times higher than the number that is being reported as infected. This is great news. This study means that the mortality rate 
may well be 25 to 50 times less deadly than previously thought. The virus is still dangerous, and we shouldn't ignore the risks, but we should put those risks in perspective. These randomized tests indicate that instead of a 3.4% mortality, that the rate could be as much as only a tenth of a percent or two tenths of 1%. We now have solid scientific evidence from randomized studies that we can manage this disease without continuing the draconian lockdown of the economy. The question, the question before us isn't do nothing or print endless amounts of bailout cash. The debate should now include the one choice that will get our economy growing again, reopening American commerce. So today I rise in opposition to spending $500 billion more. The virus bailouts have already cost over $2 trillion. Our annual deficit this year will approach $4 trillion. We can't continue on this course. No amount of bailout dollars will stimulate an economy that is being strangled by quarantine. It is not a lack of money that plagues us, but a lack of commerce. This economic calamity only resolves when we begin to reopen the economy. Opening the economy will require Americans to rise above partisanship, to understand that deaths from infectious disease will continue, but that we cannot indefinitely quarantine. I mean, if you're going to get out of a Groundhog Day, isn't this enough information? Multiple studies, senators realizing it, reporters being caught on microphones saying, hey, look, it just looks like the flu. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry for those of you out there that really bought into this and wanted to trust Anthony Fauci and Deborah Birch, and you hung in there as every one of their models kept collapsing and collapsing. They apologized and apologized this down. And still in this last report, she's still saying... This is still our working hypothesis. We have no data right now still to support that. Why are you stuck on theories now? And now I want to think about, I want you to think about something that's even more drastic. When we, we're looking at the total death numbers, right? But what if those numbers are bloated? With bloated numbers right now, if they're bloated, we're still only at the flu. They could be well less. In fact, Donald Trump called out New York on exactly this. He was a little pissed off. This was in the New York Post. Trump accuses NYC of padding its coronavirus death toll. It goes on to talk about they added 3,700 victims who died of apparent coronavirus symptoms but were never tested. Maybe it's some of those people that were having heart attacks at home that were too afraid to go into the hospital because they had a heart problem and normally would have been in there dealing with their heart issue right. in the hospital. Right. They died at home because they were told to. Or maybe they died and the ambulance didn't come and re you know, revitalize them. Yes. But instead of saying, oops, sorry, sorry we said do not resuscitate, sorry we're using these crazy draconian measures, and we're saying the only thing that's open in our hospitals is the ER, yeah. now we're going to use those numbers and bolster our coronavirus death rate to make it look worse? That's not the only place it's being done. We've been reporting on this, and you know it. We talked about the fact that several weeks ago they finally uh, had the COVID-19 code for death. And we watched the numbers shoot up. And we talked about how this is the CDC basically telling people, go ahead and bloat those numbers. Because we know that they're mostly all suffering from secondary life-threatening illnesses. And this was what I went on to say. It is important to emphasize that coronavirus disease 2019 or COVID-19 should re be reported on the death certificate for all decedents where the disease caused or is assumed to have caused or contributed to the death.
It goes on. What, and this is a question. If you're not understanding what we're saying, wink, wink, doctor, here's what you need to know. What happens if the terms reported on the death certificate indicate uncertainty, meaning I'm uncertain? What should I do then? If the death certificate reports terms such as probable COVID-19 or likely COVID-19, these terms will be assigned the new ICD code, meaning use the code that they did die of COVID-19. And in case you're worried, we're going to check up on you. Let us just make it clear. It is not likely that NCHS will follow up on these cases. Well, there you have it. There you have it. We knew they were going to bloat it. We've been reporting on this, but we're not all alone on this discussion. In fact, now that we have Rand Paul standing on the Senate floor, he's a doctor. And by the way, he suffered coronavirus and survived it himself. Um, I want to bring on a senator and a doctor right now who's been talking a lot about this. Scott Jensen joins me right now. Uh, Scott, I've seen no, you. No, not Scott Johnson, Scott Jensen. So don't, I'm not this guy. Fox News, I've seen you all over. I'm also not a senator and I'm not an MD. You're a doctor. You're also involved in politics. Um, you know, we reported several weeks ago that it looks very much like the CDC is asking doctors and coroners or whoever fills out these forms to bloat the numbers. Go ahead and take it. Make it all COVID-19. Mm. Have I got that wrong? You're a doctor. What was your experience when you saw this recommendation by the CDC on the death certificates? Well, that was actually April 3rd, Adele, and I had never seen something like that before. All of a sudden, I read this document from the Department of Health, and it said, go ahead and diagnose COVID-19. It didn't say put down probable. It said, go ahead and put COVID-19. You just showed it on your uh, screen before. And so then I went to the CDC document, and that flies completely in the face of the manual that CDC puts out as to how death certificates should be filled out. In the manual, it talks about specificity and precision. And all of a sudden, we're being told, well, if it's reasonable, if it's likely, if it's probable or it's presumptive, go ahead and put that down. That was what caused me to raise this up the flagpole, if you will, and say, hey, I've never been coached or told before that this is what I need to do. And so I checked with 50 to 75 physicians in Minnesota, and none of them could remember it either. We didn't have that happen in 2018 when we had 60 to 80,000 deaths from influenza. If I diagnosed pneumonia and I put that on the death certificate, nobody was telling me to put influenza on it as well if I happened to be in the middle of a flu epidemic. If I didn't test for it, if I didn't have an interest in testing for it, then I certainly shouldn't be putting it on the death certificate. Okay, so we, we have, and that goes on to the 24-minute mark. If you want to hear the rest, I give you the link there. But I wanted you to, oh, there's, a, there's a, you know, Rand Paul, and there's a senator <laughs> uh, saying, you know, talking about how they're fudging the numbers at this point. Uh, let's see here. The lockdown has sucked the life out of America. However, many Americans are showing some level of resolve and beginning to fight back. Now, again, you have top reports on Drudge right now. Uh, back to life, lockdowns ease, next wave of states prepare to reopen, uh, which is good. I mean, and they had this thing yesterday, and it was like beach day, and, and it showed all these people um, on the um, beaches of California that were not supposed to be there. And I think it's great. I think, you know, when you have a, sat a satanic edict thrust upon you, you know, don't don't obey <laughs> satanic edicts. And that's is what people are starting to do, at least for a, a to a certain extent in mass. Uh, let's go further here. 
uh, let's see here. The, this is even making conspiracy theories, the fastest growing cottage industry in America. Well, they're conspiracy facts most of the time at this point. Some cities are opening under pressure brought by the public. People are angry because the box stores are given special treatment while not following social distancing mandates that are being used to keep small businesses and churches closed. Think about that. So let's just, um, let's, let's look at that a little bit more here. Small businesses, they are the backbone of the economy and this country. Small businesses, mom and pop shops, they are what make most towns thrive around the globe. So throughout this whole shutdown, we've been seeing them get hit hard and among the hardest. Now, we're trying to talk about the future. In this climate, you have to take into consideration that a shutdown like this that has hampered things could happen again. And even when all of this is said to be over, this could have lasting effects on businesses and on people that were maybe going to invest in something, like apartment buildings. Right now, people that own apartment buildings are not able to collect rent the way that they normally would, and they don't know when, if ever, things are going to get back to normal to where they can do that. So this puts people in a position where when they start to look long-term down the road into the future, what's feasible, what's not. Now, if you look back at history and you look back at the Great Depression and you look at the Roosevelt administration and what they did, the stuff that they implemented in terms of taxes and laws and all this other stuff, it made things much worse than they already were during the Great Depression. We've talked about J.P. Morgan Chase, the whole plan and plot surrounding the Great Depression and the comparisons to what we're going through here right now. What we're seeing is the rise of these big businesses, even in this type of atmosphere. Look at Amazon, so to speak. Jeff Bezos, just all people running online and buying all these goods. His billions went up like 5 to 6%. While the smaller businesses across the country continue to close down. And I guess the main point here is when you're not seeing any good signs in the offing. And you've got a choice here where to put your money, where to invest it. This is stopping people at this point. When you have places that are going bankrupt and when things are just not working out, there's uncertainty. And it's that uncertainty that ultimately it's going to continue to, to build in many different areas. And as time goes on, we're going to see just how many of these businesses have gone away forever. When people think they're going to get back to normal lives, so to speak, and go back to these places that they once visited and they see that they've shut down and they're no longer there, then maybe they'll see the damage that has been done here. But since this... Well, lock they want that, though. The the globalists want as many of the mom and pop and the small businesses to be gone and annihilated. And that's why they're trying to extend this lockdown as far as possible because they know that every day that goes by, there's going to be another however many hundreds of small businesses that will never come back. I mean, I'm talking around the country. I don't know how many of it, like per day, I'd like to know like how many business, small businesses are gone now and never to be seen again per day. It'd be, it'd be interesting to find that statistic out. It's a horrible statistic, but it's 
that's why they want to keep this for 18 months because at that point the only thing that will be left will be big box stores and walmart satan mart and um you know all the the big level ones that that you know did as they kind of pleased during the COVID 19 and then that way and that's just a whole other mechanism of control totally elimination of the middle class that's a big big goal of the new world order that i've talked about for a long time and it's still enforced in mass i have a funny feeling that some people are not seeing how far this is going and this will have lasting effects for some time no doubt but i'll leave a link here with more information on this you got okay so we have that and i'm just trying to really give you rapid fire stuff here try to get get you as much information as possible the rising tide of anger and populism is amazingly happening without any support from trump of course not However, this rebound effect was clearly anticipated and the globalists are moving to the second phase and that the use of food is a weapon to thwart the rebellion of America. From the globalist perspective, America not, cannot be allowed to begin the rebuilding process. For the New World Order to gain control, America morale must be destroyed. Americans' morale. Um, food will soon be used as, as a weapon in order to control the people as the fear of the pandemic is losing its grip on the average citizen. Uh, quote from Thomas Jefferson, if people let government decide what foods they eat and what medicines they take, their bodies will soon be in as sorry a state as the souls of those who live under tyranny. It's interesting. Over the past two years, many thousands of acres of the breadbasket have been destroyed by extreme weather. Uh, do you believe it? And I, I'm not, I don't believe they've been destroyed because, I mean, that's land. But they might be flooded and still flooded and it might be, you know... What might have been destroyed, though, are the farmers that farm the land, and now big agros co will come in and either, you know, buy up the land and never farm it again, or they'll farm it and grow their GMO crops and control that. I think that's what he means by destroyed. Normally, and in order to cover the deficit, America could import its shortfall of food needs from its trading allies. However, global trade is dead, and the food calvary is not coming to the rescue. Now, granted. This is written from Doomsday Dave's perspective, like we're all going to die and we're going to die tomorrow. Okay, so you have to understand that. That's how he typically writes from that perspective. And I'm not, I don't like date setting and I don't like saying we are, there's no hope and, there, and we're, nothing's going to ever come back. And I think he brings up some good points though. Nine, count them as of this past Thursday, nine major meatpacking plants have closed in the past few days due to COVID-19. Now the number has skyrocketed to 17. What an amazing coincidence that this is happening all at once. Why aren't the employees of Walmart and Costco experiencing similar outbreaks? Meaning like these meat packing plants that are closing down are closing down supposedly because of the COVID-19 outbreaks. But why aren't Walmart and Costco's experiencing similar outbreaks then? After all, these box stores are not practicing social distancing, but have somehow escaped an escalating infection rate, which are alleging which are the alleged reason why these meatpacking plants are shutting down. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of uh, very logical things to think about here. What an amazing piece of coincidental luck. Do I suspect a false flag set of events in the meatpacking plants? Uh, he says, yes, I do. I am not a good coincidence theorist. Within two weeks, pork will be an extreme rarity and the rest of the nation's meat supply will soon follow suit. With this set of facts, how can anyone not see that this is a planned event, uh, a pandemic, if you will? How many more foods are going to be following suit? I have previously covered how food reserves across the country are emptying out. 
And as the United Nations stated, we are facing famines of biblical proportions because of the coronavirus. From Stalin to Hitler to Mao, history is replete with examples of using food as a weapon to subjugate the American people. Henry Kissinger's quotes are notorious along these lines. And here's one quote from him. Henry Kissinger, uh, which is you know the devil incarnate, control oil and you control nations. Control food and you control the people. I'm going to go ahead and play another video here. Uh, this is the latest one, I believe, from the... Uh, Ice Age Farmer? Yes, from the Ice Age Farmer. Um, let's see what he has to say. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just be the first to assure you that everything is fine. That you can go to Twitter and you can find a litany of voices all discussing the safety and security of our food system. And although you might look for any dissenting voices, you won't find them because it is no longer allowed to talk about food running out on Twitter. As of today, they have amended their use policy to get rid of this and other pesky conspiracy theories under the guise that they may be inciting harmful activity or violence from people. Specifically, talking about food shortages could lead to widespread panic or social unrest or large-scale disorder. In other words, their argument is that this is not protected speech because it's the equivalent of yelling fire in a crowded Twitter. But the problem, of course, is that there are tons of other people, including experts and the United Nations and JBS and Smithfield and Tyson, each of whom have shut down the largest meat packers in the United States right now, that are warning about the impending food shortages that will necessarily result when you shut down agriculture. That's what happens. That's what they create there. Without the meat coming out of those factories, it's not going to be on the stores. And as I warned in my last video, when we heard about Tyson moving workers willy-nilly from infected closed plants to the ones that were still open, like Waterloo, and I said, give it a couple days, Waterloo will be shut down too. Now, yes, yesterday they closed down Waterloo. That is their largest pork processor in the United States. And uh, that brings the total capacity uh, that's shut down to 15% of the total U.S. pork production. This has significant ramifications beyond our company. It means the loss of a vital outlet for farmers and ranchers and contributes to the disruption of the nation's pork supply, to say the least. And that's just the latest shutdown in these con continuing and cascading the dominoes falling one after another series of plant closures affecting the meat processing capacity. Indiana shutting down a meat plant um, by Tyson, and Tyson also shutting down their Washington beef facility, JBS shutting down another factory in Canada. It's just one after another. Every day it looks like this. Follow me on Twitter at Ice Age Farmer and you'll just see one after another. I get posted. We're also now seeing warnings that the USDA inspectors themselves have been infected with this coronavirus and might be spreading it as they go from plant to plant to do the inspections. So it's just a question of who's watching the watchers at this point. Just a disaster on all fronts. And, uh, of course, many more plants are still at risk or have already been slowed down, their capacity greatly diminished. We read here from USA Today, operators may have to choose between workers' health or meat in the stores. And I just want to point out, there was another plant that has already been now shut down for two weeks that was scheduled to come back online. But the union is saying, hell no, we're not going in there. We're not going to come to work in those conditions again. You must be out of your mind. 
So although most of these plants have been closed indefinitely, even those that put a come-back-to-work date on it aren't finding themselves able to start back up. So production is slowed down across the board. We are eating through our reserves. The USDA's report yesterday on cold storage revealed that we are taking a larger month-to-month -month drawdown in frozen pork stocks and in other uh, proteins as well, and that was before these plants were even shut down. That's before we've even started feeling the real heat that results from these plants shut down. And like I said, experts across the industry are warning we're heading straight into this meat shortage. Prices are getting weird from the LA Times today. This really puts it all out there. This is what I've been saying for weeks, but now this is from straight from the LA Times. Currently, 15% of hog slaughtering capacity is offline. There are additional slowdowns in beef, poultry, and pork. We went through each of the proteins in my last video and talked about the mass kills that are already going on. Euthanasia, it's just, it's, it's horrific out there. We are in a sea of death, and you may not hear it or see it, but you can feel it if you know what's going on. Uh, this is a situation, yes, where pigs get euthanized and buried as uh, supplies back up. Meanwhile, retail costs are going to rise as grocery stores will mandate rationing on pork chops. This is each of the things that we said in our two-week outlook just last week. The National Guard was activated to help protect the supplies. There's the government getting involved to make sure continuity of food supply. Here, according to Dennis Smith, senior account executive at Archer, quote, meat shortages will be occurring two weeks from now in the retail outlets. This is exactly what we said. There is simply no spot pork available. The big box stores will probably get theirs, but nobody else has any chance. In March, frozen pork inventories, like we just looked, uh, dropped 4% from February. That's the biggest drops in March since 2014. So we're drawing down what we do have frozen. And as he says here, when you talk about cold storage, it's never really that much. It's roughly about a week's worth of production in the freezer. So that's our buffer, folks. We've shut down the processing. We've got a week of it in the freezer. And that's why two weeks from now, it will no longer be in the stores. You will be some cuts that aren't there at all. And on the rest of it, you'll be severely limited to what you can buy. This is why the Secretary of Agriculture today went to, uh, to Trump and to VP Prince and said, look, we urgently need to help out farmers and ranchers, and we need to figure out how to get rid of all these animals that they're killing off. We need standards for humane euthanasia and disposal of animals. That should make it very clear that this is already an active problem, that there are ranchers across the nation right now who, rather than selling at a loss, because slaughterhouses will charge you if you go over their... It's, you know, we heard from some other interviews why this is going on, but never mind, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. We're not allowed to talk about food shortages, even though we just heard the Secretary of Agriculture telling us that it's coming, and every other producer out there saying, I'm having to kill my hogs. There's nothing wrong, and I'm not allowed to tell you that the food might run out. Isn't it weird, as we burn through our freezer capacity, that suddenly social networks change their policy, and we're not allowed to talk about this anymore? I guess we can still talk about the fact that there's a CO2 shortage, which affects our refrigeration, and as The Guardian pointed out, even affects our ability to keep water running in the municipal water systems. So residents of Washington were warned, you might go to the tap and not get any water, maybe we'll have to start giving you water rationing as well, because we're not getting our CO2, they've already fallen 33% of normal, and we use that carbon dioxide to get a certain pH in your municipal water. So without it, we can't bring you water. And that means you're only going to be allowed, whatever, 20 gallons a day. Make something up. 
This is what's coming. And it's going to come. I can promise you this now. It's, it's written on the wall because ADM today just announced they're going to shut down their ethanol production as well, which even further exacerbates the CO2 shortage. So all of these things are cascading. They're all mounting. Do we even need to bring up the fact that the NERC, the Nuclear Energy Regulatory Commission, has started within these last few weeks putting out feelers and saying, hey, are electrical companies going to be able to keep the lights on here? In fact, here we see work was continuing at the plant Vogtel nuclear construction project after one of the site workers was positive for the virus. So they haven't shut down work yet, but this is the same kind of language that we saw just a few short weeks ago with, meat with the meat packers. And now there's 15% off the board. So by that logic, it's entirely reasonable to suspect that a week or two from now, we start losing 10 to 15% of our generation capacity off the grid and have rolling brownouts. So limits on your water, limits on your electricity, we can still talk about that because this hasn't manifested yet. But if they start putting, <laughs> keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. This is still speculative at this point, but it's happening quickly. And like I said, the, the government is, is putting out warnings. NERC is saying, you need to be prepared. And they're actually specifically calling out uh, cyber attacks and social engineering attacks. So those you know, Chinese hackers could call up nuclear power plants and say, yeah, I'm supposed to be working from home, but I forgot my password. Can you reset it for me and get access to the nuclear power plant and shut down the grid? But like I said, that's all speculative, whereas the food system... That ship has sailed. These shortages are baked in. They will be happening now. The rationing in the next couple weeks here, you will see it. And it's not a coincidence, folks. Bill Gates, Cargill, who's big ag, and even PETA all partnered up years ago and said, we are going to get rid of animal agriculture. That was Memphis Meats. And then Bill Gates went on to fund with multiple millions of dollars also uh, Impossible Foods whose CEO said, yes, we're, we're coming out, we're ending animal agriculture. These are their stated goals, and we are now watching them execute on them. This is why they were giving millions of dollars to these lab-grown protein companies. Look, the world without slaughter sounds great, but the slaughter is going on now. And the slaughter includes not just the animals at these operations that these ranchers are having to, to kill off and not get to market, but it includes those of us who depend on these systems to eat. That's the real slaughter they're doing right now. But we're not allowed to talk about that. And he just continues there. Bill Gates, $75 million, Impossible Burger. Look for Impossible Burgers at Burger King coming back once they can't get their beef anymore. But we're not allowed to talk about it. Everything's fine. I'm not inciting panic. In fact, I, I owe you an apology. You should not listen to me at all. I've been wrong all these years. They have no desire to take over our food supply. You shouldn't be growing your own food. You should not be spreading this word about this. You should never share this video by any means. Are you out of your mind? You're not allowed to talk about it on social media. Ladies and gentlemen, when the censorship is announced like this, I think it adds credibility to the message. And I do ask for you to spread this message. And I do ask for you to go find farmers and ranchers in your local area that need your help now. That's basically all of them. And lend a hand however you can and make sure that we are building new systems that can feed our communities just as rapidly as they are actively tearing them down right now. It's a full-scale war. Food is the weapon, and this is where we are now.
Please find my work directly on IceAgeFarmer.com as I do not expect these channels or my Twitter, for instance, to stick around much longer. Apparently I'm violating the use policy by telling you what's really happening. Thanks for watching, folks. Okay, so then continuing on, the control of food is not the end game. After the people are under control and the economy continues to go into freefall, the military will be ex at extreme risk. Prior to World War II, the Germans and Japanese were much more prepared for the war than the Americans. However, America's industrial might was converted from peacetime production to wartime manufacturing in record time. As the lockdown continues, every aspect of our economy is collapsing and our military has no hope of sustaining a major war effort. If things, you know, continue to proceed like they look like they're proceeding. Okay, remember, this is Doomsday Dave, so we're all going to die and we're going to die either tomorrow or the next day. Uh, anyway, um, was this predicted back in 2013? Some of you might be familiar with the Deagle Report. It is used as a warning sign that um, we have discussed before. However, in the midst of this pandemic, instead of pandemic, it's planned, meaning it was all planned. The dire predictions are especially noteworthy. The overall effects of the destruction of the American military and everything else falls into oblivion as well. So what we're looking at here is um, in 2013 compared to the projected 2025. Okay, so in 2013 per capita income, per capita income 13, I can't. Well, I'm trying I'm trying to look at what he's getting at here. Okay, he has the numbers a little bit messed up there. Uh per capita income 2013 $52,838 projected in 2025 13,328. Now, you have to think inflation's going to make things um the dollar the buying power of the dollar less and less and less if we even have a dollar at that point. So, the 13000 that it's projecting per capita income for 2025 would buy way less than it did in 2013 when it was 52000 That's another thing to think about. Now, this is what Deagle's... Deagle's like this think tank of all these different governmental agencies that have compiled all this data, and these are their projections. This isn't just one governmental aspect, okay? Now, again, I've done many teachings on this. I give you the link. Just key in Deagle in the keyword search box, or I'll give you a link here if you want to do that at contendingfortruth.com. Um, so that's a 75% reduction in income per capita. They're, they're projecting by 2025. And then gross domestic product in 2013 was 17 trillion, and they're projecting that to fall to 921 billion. Remember, 17 trillion, okay? It's projected to fall to 921 billion gross domestic product, which is a... He's saying it's a 94.6% reduction, uh, which is obviously massive. And then military budget uh, in 2013, it was $726 billion. Projected in 2025, $8 billion, which is a huge, another gigantic reduction. Uh, over 90% there. And then population, 
316 million in 2013 and projected by 2025. Now they've upped this because it was less than this, 69 million, which is a 79% reduction of population. So how are we going to achieve that 79% reduction of population by 2025, according to Deagle? Well, I think all the stuff we're reporting on today is 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 how they're they're planning on doing it. And in previous studies, obviously. As I've covered before, the Deagle Report is a CIA endeavor and is supported by many partners from other intelligence agencies, yes. So what do these projections tell us? If all these satanic plans are implemented as scheduled, Americans will barely be at subsistence level or below as they will be earning 75% less um, and the current COVID situation is accomplishing this on its own. Likewise, the GDP is predicted to be a, a take a nosedive of a whopping 95%. Both of these statistics could be accounted for by an economic collapse due to the virus and the effects of the lockdown. However, there's much, much more that the projections tell us. Look at the military budget. For all intents and purposes, the military will be non-existent by 2025 as it has been thoroughly wiped out. It, is this the result of the shutdown of the economy and the fact that the military has been wiped from the face of the earth because a di di diminished economy kept the military from resupply? Then look at the population numbers. Rarely, if ever, does a country experience an 80% reduction in population as a result of war. The worst number that comes to mind in which the Soviets lost 1 in 6 in the World War II, uh, approximately 20 million. No, it was way more than 20 million. Stalin killed 50 million of his own people. Anyway, um, which was horrific. However, the 80% figure was not even approached. This speaks clearly to a projection of catastrophic levels of genocide never before seen on the planet. The coronavirus is a threat, but clearly, when we take a long-range view, the cure is worse than the, than the disease. Americans need to immediately return to work regardless of what the government says. Okay, that's all I have. I'm way over time on part two, and we will go to the third and final part, part three next.